Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. Hello. You're listening to episode 305 in the brand new year of 2023. Whoa. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some uh, good stuff to get into uh, today. We're going to start off with the NBA. Yeah, I think the first thing uh, we talked about is uh, Donovan Mitchell, 71 points last night. Uh, the most since Kobe. So uh, it's interesting. There's been a lot of high-scoring games in the NBA this year. Uh, Luca had that 60-point triple-double uh, a week ago, a couple weeks ago. Can't remember exactly. Um, it did did take overtime for Mitchell to get there, but still huge. Took overtime points. for Luca also. Yeah. So, Right? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it did because yeah. I think he had that shot. Yeah, he had that shot it. to tie. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, seventy-one is a lot. That's and impressive. From you wouldn't expect that from Donovan Mitchell. I feel like. Yeah, well, I saw someone. He has like the third highest playoff scoring game ever. He had like Uh-oh. sixty or something in a playoff game. Oh, that's right. I think Whoa. I kind of remember uh, that. Well, spinning in that that Denver series a couple of years back um, when him and Jamal Murray were just going off. I imagine that's where it's from, but. Yeah, so he's a good, I guess he's a guy who's capable of doing this. You know, he's not he's not an elite three point shooter, but he can get hot and make. He was confident last night. They were showing the replays of that, and he, I think, especially in overtime, he just they were up by like six or eight with like forty seconds left, and he ran up and he was, I think he knew that he was close to seventy because he was he just pulled up from three, like a kind of off balance and shot it. But when you're when you're hot, you're hot. The shots are falling, and that is what uh, the case was for Mitchell last night. Good. Uh, Good uh, performance by him. And then uh, what do we got here now? Denver is taking over the number one seed. Yeah, so the Western Conference number one seed has uh, changed hands quite a bit. Uh, remember Utah in the beginning of the season. Um, we also had Memphis at a certain point, New Orleans at a certain point, Phoenix. Uh, but as of right now, it is Denver. I think they're a half game up on Memphis. Uh, so it's, it's pretty uh, good in this turnaround, getting Murray back, who hasn't been perfect, but it's just – they're healthier than they were last year, and this is kind of the promise of what. Does a uh, Jokic have any chance? You think for a three-peated MVP? Well, that's the other part of the story. Is he's been incredible over the last month. Uh, I think I saw someone right now. He's got like so many games that he's shot over fifty percent. He's you know averaging double-digit rebounds and close to ten assists again. And it's just like he might statistically still be the MVP just because it's, he's got the best numbers. Yeah, I, so. I've heard it's going to, I think it's going to be tough for them to give it to him. Though. I mean, do they really want to give it to him but, a third time? When but got... if they're the number one seed, yeah. I think that makes it a big difference there. So yeah, I think it depends what, like how Dallas ends up doing. Cause I think a lot of people like Luca to mm-hmm. be Tate, Tatum was a big deal, but they, yeah. they've kind of fallen a little bit off. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's just interesting that like Jokic is a machine. He just keeps coming. He just, you watch him, and he's never not going to be effective. Just he's too big and too good to always have some sort of impact on the game. But he'll probably never score seventy-one points. Yeah, no, probably so you're not. Hold that against him. Maybe. Then I uh, see here we've got uh, the Golden State Warriors. A little bit about them. A very uh, tale of two halves. It seems like this team doesn't like being away from uh, the is it the Chase Center? They call it now. Yeah, Chase Arena. Chase Arena. We we talked about this the last yeah. episode in that uh, Golden State Christmas Day game was at home and they did win that game. And we they thought they win. had no business winning that we game. We said, "Oh, this this sucks." The NBA did the the big Memphis Golden State game here, and Golden State wasn't going to have Curry, but it didn't matter. They won that game. Uh, Golden State is now seventeen and two at home. And you're thinking, "Wow, they're they're really on track to repeat, right?" Seventeen and two at home. That's uh, the best home record by like a couple games at least. Uh, they're three and sixteen away from home. Which is worse than any team in the NBA? Worse than the Detroit Pistons? Worse than the Houston Rockets? I, I don't get that. Like, what what is going on? I uh, um, I don't either. This this last, I think they're on a five game win streak now, um, all at home. Uh, so that's kind of kind of turned around the season. They're back into the ninth spot or something like that. So they're in the plan. But um, I mean, that's the other story. Of the Western Conference is still also condensed right now, but. Uh, that's just just remarkable. This home road split—you you never see anything like that. Like usually, a team that's good enough to win, you know, seventeen out of nineteen games at home, is going to go around five hundred on the road. I, I I don't know. 
I uh, actually ended up watching this uh, game last night because uh, a little foreshadow because the uh, Monday night football game got canceled, which we will get into later in this podcast. And so when the TVs got changed, they put it on the NBA TV and it was Golden State uh, Atlanta, which actually was a very good game last night. Golden State was up by like 20 in the first half and Atlanta stormed back, took the lead. And then it took a DiVincenzo three-pointer that he made with leaving 0.6 on the clock to send it in overtime. And then Clay Thompson ended up with 54 last night, made, I think, 10 three-pointers, maybe 11. And I'll say one thing that I took away from that game, Jordan Poole, and I've said this, I've been saying this, the guy's never seen a shot he doesn't like. But what I learned last night at the end of the game, with no Curry out there, he tried to be the guy at the end of the game, but what he was doing was he was forcing shots and he turned it over one of the times and he took like one really awful shot that got blocked that he actually was lucky enough to tip over to DiVincenzo who tied the game for three, but he uh, he's a good player. He's a good shooter, but he's a little wild when it comes to the end there. And he, I think he kind of forces too many shots. And I have a prediction about Jordan Poole. I think one day, He's going to leave and go to a team where he is their number one guy, like a medium team that'll pay him the money. And he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be like a Monte Ellis or something like that, where he averages like 30 something a game and leads the league in scoring on a bad team. That's my uh, prediction for. Poole I mean, he might not future. have to leave to do that. Yeah. He, they, he, they, he the other guys might ex- leave. Yeah. He did sign his extension with, with Golden State. And, you know, Clay and Steph might be, uh, whether they leave or not, they might not be great players three years from now. And, yeah, Poole that's might true. be the guy. But I think that will be in Poole's future one days where he tries to take like 25 shots a game and averages like 34 a game and somehow wins a scoring title, but on a team that's not very good. But uh, speaking of a team that's been pretty good with a very good player, looks like we have Zion Williamson out for three weeks. What happened to the big fella? Yeah, I think, I mean, let me look think, at the uh, injury. I didn't even know this happened, but it looks like I'm sure Sean could have seen this coming, right, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but. But he's he's been maintaining his weight from everything I can understand, and yeah, he's been I haven't excelling, gotten to really so watch a Pelicans bummer. game yet. I'm hoping they put more on TV as their if their season continues to do well as the season progresses. But uh, yeah, he has a strained hamstring, so just you know, one of those injuries on probably a just bone. Like more of a. I bet it's a little caution thing too. Well, they said they'll reevaluate him in three weeks, which means okay. with him, sometimes those injuries stretch out for three months, fourteen <laughs> weeks, yeah. Um, but yeah, just saw he averaged like 30 a game in December. So it's, that sucks. He's, he's really one of the best players in the NBA now and he still has this problem, but you know, that's everyone in the NBA who isn't out for three weeks at a time, you know, it's just how it goes. Yep. That is true. That's all that happens now. Uh, we ready to move over to some college uh, basketball. Yeah. Just a quick update here. Um, Purdue is still number one. Uh, we, we talked about who is the number one team. Uh, with Houston, uh, I think Purdue's now been number one for four or five weeks, um, but they lost yesterday. So are, is there going to be a new number one next week? Kansas might be up there. Uh, Houston could be back up there. Probably not, but um, Kansas might be the most likely new number one there. And that's assuming they don't lose this week. Yeah, yeah, there's still a, a week of games left. But um, I saw Rutgers had a quote that said something along the lines of, we beat them, but we're not surprised. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Rutgers beat them. Uh, Rutgers has had good teams or at least solid teams. They're a uh, better program than they used to be when we never even heard of them before, but uh, they're in, they're in that big 10. Now it's weird. New Jersey playing against Indiana here, but uh, that was a, it was a big 10 matchup. It was a big 10 game. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. I mean, like I said, college basketball, I probably won't really tune in until another two months when we get a uh, March madness, fill out a couple brackets, have some fun with that. I'm sure we'll do some, fun March Madness prediction stuff like we like to do. But uh, yeah, until then, I don't know if I'll actually, you know what? I was just about to say, I won't watch a lick of basketball, but I lied because the other day I was out somewhere, I think around the Christmas time getting food and they threw on the, it was just like one of those rerun games or actually, I don't know if it was rerun game, but it was Santa Barbara versus uh, um, Bakersfield or something like that. And I'm sorry, UCI. That's why I was like, cause I was actually intrigued. Cause it was, so it was UCI, versus uh, Bakersfield, and I actually watched the whole game, but it's so funny because I was actually watching with a buddy of mine who played basketball in high school and played basketball like at a little college or whatnot, and uh, we were both laughing because like when you watch these games, it's like like the Big West. It's It almost just feels like you're watching high school basketball still. <laughs> you know, it's not like – I mean, it's good basketball. I mean, a few years ago, UCI got to the – what was it, Sweet 16, I think? Yeah, I think so. Based off their ba- 
based solely off their defense for the most part. I mean, those teams, those schools pride themselves. They play good defense, but uh, yeah, I probably won't tune into basketball until probably March. Same. Who has the time? Well, we could always keep track of it. I'll let you know. Maybe Kansas goes on a nine-game losing streak. I would love that. Kansas won it last year, right? Yeah. yeah. And they lost their best players and are still really good. That's just well, how that it goes. franchise has been good for a while, though. Yeah. And they're, or by franchise, I mean. Is that what you call a college franchise? I don't think so, but you know, They are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, should we talk college football? Yeah, we got more college to talk about. Um, let's recap our bowl, our bowl yeah, picks. That's, that's what you, I was you, excited You want to see the results. I do want to see so, um, I lost. Okay. Uh, it's a five very game good. difference. I went 20 and 21, which is very bad in these, uh, these games, but it is harder and harder to pick. Even when you get the lines, you don't even know. You don't know if someone's going to pull out the last minute or, you know, get hurt or something or whatever happens. Um, but yeah, I went 20 and 21 and uh, Tony went 25 and 16. Very good. So uh, I did see in the games that we picked the same team, um, we went eleven and seven. So that's not okay. At least bad, we had a winning record you know? on teams we agreed on, and yeah. I think there was a lot more that you agreed with me, but you wanted to be different. I remember you saying a couple times. Yeah, there's some of them that were just like, ah, this seems probably better. I well, probably would pick this, but it'll be more fun to see this. Can we win. see here really quick what the biggest upset was, like off the top of our heads here? I mean, I guess I mean, I mean, UCLA was a big one. And I don't know what the final line on that. That might have even gone up. Well, TCU. Oregon was, almost didn't win, and they were 14-point favorites. TCU, I know, was uh, I mean, uh, was a big one, too. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty big. I think that one up to eight points. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, that's fun. Um, and then I don't know if you uh, saw it. Or actually, we'll talk about the games, I'm sure, right? Some yeah, we're going to go through the All big right. ones. I'm just going through yeah. our re- recap here. Uh, so in the, in the, the games that we w- were – had different results. You went fourteen and nine. And that's how you got your five game lead there. Okay, so, so well, congratulations. Math checks out. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I feel Especially, like usually... I, I got killed on the last day. Last day, I went over four. Oh, got... I picked Tulane over USC, huh? I yeah. love that. I didn't even yeah. remember. But I think one of my reasons. I mean, I'll have to look back. I guess it's on record, so I will yeah. find out if I'm lying or not. But I know one of the reasons that I believed in was because a game like this, when USC was one game away from going to the playoffs and then they get stuck against the Tulane team, you're just not as motivated. And this was Tulane's. Uh, yeah. Super I'm not Bowl. sure if that's, that's it. We will talk about that game. Um, probably I know there soon, was, there soon. was definitely some stuff that happened. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about our LA teams here. UCLA. They also did not win their bowl game. This was infuriating for me to watch. I'm not even like a huge fan. I just have, Followed this team this year, and I followed this this quarterback. He's been the quarterback for six years. Um, he's had an up and down career, but is like has most of their records. He came into the day 280 yards behind Cade McNown for most passing yards in UCLA history. Uh, he had 260 yards at halftime. Jeez. He did not break the record. He, uh, I think, only attempted a few passes in the second half. Um, his last pass that he attempted as a UCLA Bruin was intercepted. A terrible, terrible throw. Uh, and then he never he never returned. He was out with injury. Um, it was really frustrating because UCLA was dominating the game aside from fluke interceptions. So so DTR had three in the game, but the first two both hit receivers in the hands, and they were both inside the ten yard line. Um, so UCLA was going to go and pile on their lead, and it just didn't it didn't work out. And then they blew a, f- a fourteen point lead. Ended up being. Uh, a six-point deficit, and the backup QB led him all the way back. I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I did not. Uh, he led him. All, he led him all the way back. Last last second touchdown. Uh, Thirty thirty-four seconds left. UCLA goes up by one. What a great moment for this kid. He's probably been a backup for a few years, getting his big chance to shine here. Uh, and then UCLA gave up a field goal in thirty seconds, which was inexcusable. Uh, there was a play, the last offensive play of the game, where. The pit quarterback started scrambling, and it was like a third and 12 or something. If he got tackled before the first down line, they had no timeouts. The clock wouldn't have stopped. Game would have been over. Um, he got hit about eight yards away from the first down. Uh, a guy went for a big hit, just lowered his shoulder, did not wrap at all. All you need to do in that situation is like a slow wrap, let someone else clean it up. Uh, but know that this you know quarterback ended up getting the first down, which allowed the clock to stop and allowed them to spike it and then kick like a 50-yard field goal at the last second to win. Uh, just a terrible, terrible way to, to to lose, and I can't imagine like an LA college football team losing in a worse way than than UCLA 
lost. Like it's like it's un, unimaginable, but but somehow. And then it got matched. Somehow, huh? <laughs> USC was worse. Uh, this was that this probably was, made UCLA's. Yeah. They probably went back and laughed. They were like, you know what? Then as long as USC was the able heat, to blow a lead worse than us. Uh, this was everything worse than us. I think I just said worse than us. I, I think it's appropriate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong, and I feel like they should consult me sometimes. So late in the game, USC is up by twelve. And they've got a fourth and four, I think, from the 25-yard line. And if they go for it and make it, they're going to make the field goal attempt easier, but also run more time off the clock. There's like, I think, five minutes left. Uh, But no, they kicked the field goal, which they luckily made to go up by 15. Um, And you're still, like, at that point, still like 99% chance to win. So I don't know if that was the biggest deal. Um but then what USC did here is they allowed Tulane to score in two plays. I think 30 seconds came off the clock, uh, including like an 80-yard touchdown where just the receiver beat one guy and was gone. Or he wasn't gone. He actually got to like the two-yard line, and they ran it in from there. Um, but that, in that situation, up by 15 with five minutes left, that's when you play safeties back. You don't let yourself get beat on on one play like that. I don't know how USC did it. Um and then on the ensuing kickoff, I don't know how USC did it. I don't, did you see this at all? So I didn't see it. I, I knew they had obviously that there was a comeback, but I heard today on a on the another uh, little sports podcast I listened to in the mornings, and they described what happened, and so I heard it from that way. Yeah. So the the returner dropped the kick out of bounds. Was it a punt or a kickoff? It was a kickoff. So okay. the kickoff after the score to make it an eight point game immediately drops it. Um, goes out of bounds, I guess better than like Tulane recovering, but actually Tulane recovering it probably would have been preferable to what happened, Yeah, which was now at the one yard line. Uh, USC decides, well, we're at the one. It's hard to pass from this, so we'll, we'll just try to run it. Taking the ball out of not just their best player's hands, but the best player in the entire sport. <laughs> like this, the disparity between Caleb Williams and like the rest of the team is so huge. Like the yeah. guy had an incredible game again. Um, and I think it's the wrong decision. I think you let let you let the Heisman Trophy winner try to make a play here rather than just run up the middle. And the worst case scenario happened. You ran up the middle twice on the second one. The guy doesn't get out of the end zone. So it's a safety. And now the eight-point lead is a six-point lead, which is huge. They would have had to uh, got a touchdown and a two, two-point conversion. And now you made it so that they only have to score a touchdown to win the game. So then uh, and you're, you're kicking the ball right back to Tulane. Um, Tulane ends up having three, I think three fourth down conversions and getting the touchdown with a, five seconds left or something like that. USC loses by one. Um, I was just, it was devastating, especially for Caleb Williams sitting there, like watching the whole thing. Like I can't do anything well, about this. He gets this. to come back next year though. Yeah. And he's also going to be like the richest man in the world <laughs> soon enough. So, um, yeah, I'm not too, I don't feel too bad. But it, it was just like, that's one of the worst losses I've ever seen in my, my life, and I'm a Chargers fan. I've seen a lot of crazy ones. And so. you're a Clippers fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe I, I don't thinking, know if it, if it exactly might not have been football, worse than but, a few Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that does remind me there was another crazy thing, the UCLA game, where um, there it was very windy. That Pittsburgh was kicking off into the wind, which is like, well, that's good for UCLA, right? Um, I just had in the back of my mind, no, this is going to be bad. Somehow some weird shit's going to happen, uh, and the ball's going to like die, and somehow Pittsburgh's going to recover. Um, and and that's basically what happened. The, the ball got stuck up in the wind. The kicker turned to run to try to get it. He didn't get it. He he dropped it, and Pittsburgh recovered. And it's just like, fucking hate that shit. Why am Why am I right? Why do I always think that that weird shit's gonna happen? And then it does. It, I'm gonna stand yeah, it. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's like, oh, this is just a break move. for UCLA. Pittsburgh's yeah. got to kick into the wind, and they got to put a guy to hold the the ball. And it's just like, now nah, this is gonna fuck up it somehow. Yeah. Well, yeah, so not not a great bowl season for but the city of LA. This, uh, well, like, it looks like in the city of uh, Alabama, which I know is a state, but we'll just call it a city. Uh, looks like it was good for them. They uh, beat up on a. Oh, don't tell me. I, I knew it. I don't know anymore. The team though. that won the Big Twelve, which I had forgotten. Oh, can, uh, Kansas State. Yeah, yeah, they beat up on Kansas State. What was the final? Like fifty-four to. 45-20. It was a crazy game. It was it was 10 nothing Kansas State. I'm like, oh, shit. Alabama doesn't care about this game. Uh, and then it was 45-10 Alabama, and I think 45-20 was the final. Um, and I thought, was this a precursor to, like, is this going to really inform us what's going to happen later in the day? Because this was uh, 30, no, it was the 31st, right? Yeah. 
31st is when these games happened. Um, so that was in the morning. Alabama wins in the morning. You're like, how, what does this mean for the TCU game? What does this mean for you know Georgia, Ohio State? Um, I don't know if we can predict anything because TCU, who lost to Kansas State, uh, had a great game against Michigan. They were they were winning by multiple scores the majority of the game. Uh, ended up being closer at the end. Michigan could have had a chance, but uh, really entertaining game. A lot of lot of big plays. I think two pick sixes from Michigan quarterback. Yeah. Um, that's hard to do. Hard to win when you do that. Um, and just strange in that. Michigan's this power running team and just couldn't get that running game going yeah, at all. It doesn't help that their best uh, yeah, they running back was, was out, out but, but he was also out when they uh, ran the ball all over Ohio State. But uh, from watching the Georgia game, which we'll get into next, it doesn't look like it's that difficult to run the ball on Ohio State or even move the ball on Ohio State's defense, yeah. unfortunately. Well, I think everyone's defense is, is terrible. I mean, they were talking about it in the USC game where yeah. Robert Griffin was like, you know, and U- USC's three losses now. Their defense has really been bad, and it's like, yeah, their their defense is terrible. Like, it's not worthy of being in the in the playoff. If they played any of these other teams, they would be giving up fifty points. Yeah, it didn't uh, seem like there really was like a team that. I mean, the like a so, lot of teams so with the, like stout defense. The team that had, I think, the best defense scoring wise was Illinois. Okay, who ended up losing their bowl um, and not. I was probably somewhat up there, right? Yeah, probably. But they unfortunately don't score more points than what they allow yeah. still. But uh, yeah, so. Shall we get into the, the other championship game there? Yeah, well, we skipped right over. Penn State won. Congratulations, oh, yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, that well, made me mad. That I hate Penn State. Lame game anyway yeah. because the Utah quarterback got hurt. Yeah, but they were already down two was, touchdowns anyways. It was, it was the I heard they were only down one when it happened. And then the guy oh, they, came in yeah, and his first were, play was an interception. They were down. Yeah, okay, that's right. And Because uh, I, w- I did watch the first half, but then I had left to go um, run some errands. But, uh, yeah, the um, – it looked like it was going to be a good back and forth game. I mean, I still thought Utah was the better team, even though uh, Penn State won. But it's a bummer. I mean, we all have our reasons why we don't like the Penn State school. We got some uh, bad juju at that school. Uh, and I, I, Utah obviously had more fans there too. I think they even showed uh, like a aerial clip of the stadium at one point, and it was just a sea of red. And then there was like one section with a bunch of white. And it was like, you know, which makes sense. I mean, Utah's going to travel for this game. Pens- people from Pennsylvania, I don't know if they're going to come all the way to L.A. to watch them play Utah. But Rose Bowl, I'm sure, is an exciting event for people that get to go. It was a little weird this year that it actually wasn't on New Year's Day. It was on the day after New Year's Day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, it was good, I guess, for the Penn State quarterback. I mean, had he ever won a bowl game that important? Probably not. Yeah, I don't- He put up big numbers and... He's like is 29 years game? old. Yeah, yeah he's say, super old. He's was, been there forever. I feel like he has been there forever. I think he might have even been there when... Uh, he's, he has been there forever. He's six years. Yeah, it's crazy. I think maybe he's actually that. been there seven years, but he's played six years now. Um, but uh, anyway, moving on to the, the last game that was... Uh, yeah. This one hurt my heart because obviously I've, I'm sure I've said before on here that uh, Ohio State is the college football team that I cheer for because that's where my family's from. And... Uh, it was a good game. They were controlling it the whole way and then uh, just make mistakes. And uh, Georgia is a good team, obviously. They're number one for a reason. They fought back. They fought hard. They took the lead, and C.J. Stroud put his kicker in a position to win it. And all I'm saying is it's like when you go to the strip club. You like to, you, Sometimes you like to be teased. I wish that kick would have at least teased me a little yeah. bit. Like, Could that kick at least have looked like it was going straight and then hooked left, hooked right? That kick immediately started – 10 yards to the left and ended up like 30 yards to the left. I mean, that was, it was really bad and it was unfortunate. I think think, uh, Ohio state really blew that opportunity there. I believe they got a first down at the yeah, 30. And they got no yards. And yeah, they ran two plays and got no yards. And it's I like, agree. And I, no, you they don't settle. You don't settle for They abandoned the ground game. They, they should have, I think they, I think they might've thrown a couple of completions or something. They, I think they ran to the outside on the first play and yeah. got negative one yards. And, and like, then I think uh, they threw the other one out of bounds, I think, or something. It yeah. was not a good scenario, but I would have liked, they had a timeout. If not, I think they had at least one timeout. I would have liked at least one ground run game that play there or do something to run with CJ Stroud, at least get yourself four or five yards. But honestly, they could have been 15 yards closer. And if that was the way the guy was going to kick it, it was not going to matter because that thing was well, I, I think it only left. went that way because he's like, I got to give it my all here. Yeah. Yeah, no, you could be right. Yeah. And he could have been nervous or he definitely yeah. was nervous. 
But how um, far was that even? It wasn't 50, was it? Or was I think it, it, was, I think it was exactly, exactly 50. 50. Yeah. So that's, that's tough for a college kicker. No, it is. It's tough um, for any kicker. I mean, you could yeah. say college kicker, but even in the pros. I mean, yeah, missing, the, the Chargers have not made a 50-yard field goal all season They're missing long. extra points all season long in the pros these days. So, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. But uh, another, another crazy thing about that game, so two, year, two years in a row now. Uh, so remember the national championship, championship game, Georgia played Alabama. Jameson mm. Williams tore his ACL in the game. Um. And I think Alabama was winning at that time, and Georgia ended up winning easily. So mm-hmm. people probably forget, but that's that was their best player for Alabama. I would say um, he would have been probably the top receiver taken if he didn't have an ACL injury. He just now got back playing for the Lions, um, and then in this game, Marvin Harrison Jr. gets hurt um, at some point and does not return. Oh, I don't he think was, I even knew that. He was incredible when he was playing, and yeah, he didn't. He was out at least the entire fourth, maybe like the entire second half. Uh, so that was a that was a really big break, but I think at Ohio State it's just like okay, their fifth receiver is probably like a number one on most schools. Oh yeah, they just get it done anyways. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine who actually passed away a little bit ago, so rest in peace. But he was uh, he played for Eastern Michigan, and uh, he was telling us that one time that when they played Ohio State, that obviously once the lead got out of control, Ohio State brought in all their their second string, third string guys, and he said what a lot of people don't realize is. Those second and third string guys on Ohio State are good enough to be first string guys at almost every other college in the country. So he's like, even if they're bringing in their backups, it's like it's still not easy because they're still very good. And uh, yeah, this is a school that. that Joe Burrow couldn't make it at. If it, yeah, if for what, that one. I think he could make it now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we got TCU Georgia uh, at SoFi Stadium next Monday on the ninth, and I don't know if you've seen the opening line, but. It opened up at 13 and a half was, for Georgia. Yeah, that's a little that's insane. so disrespectful. But you know what the TCU funny thing is? TCU has good though, wins. That was a good win. We sit here saying it's disrespectful, but it reminds me of a few years ago when everybody loved Notre Dame when they went to the championship against Alabama. When they were, you know, that was the two of the Tao, Monte Tao year. Yeah, and they, a long time ago, yeah. They, Alabama was like, opened up at like some, some, something similar, like 14 or something point favorites. And they won that game by like 40. So yeah. I mean, it does happen, but I think TCU has proven themselves with what they've done in the big 12, but most importantly, what they just did to Michigan that they can definitely compete with anybody. So yeah, I think that's one of those situations where I think money is going to flow in on TCU. So if you're wanting to bet TCU, I would get it right now while you're listening to this. It's also kind of funny with the, um, the way the rankings work versus you know the betting lines, which are probably more accurate. Oh yeah. Uh, what was Ohio State? It was like six and a half, seven and a half. It or went something? all the way. It closed at like four and a half. Okay. So a lot of so Ohio State covered. was the four seed who lost two games. Would not even been in the playoff if USC. They only didn't lost lose. one game. Ohio State, not counting to Georgia. They only lost to Michigan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're still the four seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and would have not been in the playoff if USC beat Utah. Um, and I think just like USC is probably but, not even close to as good as and here's, here's the thing though, is I think like, I hope the TCU Georgia game is close, but if it is a blowout, then, I mean, you could, you're going to start to look back and think like, maybe it's, sh- maybe the committee should have put TCU four after they lost and they should have put Ohio state back up to three. I know they didn't want that big 10 rematch most likely, but maybe that's what you should have given because I think if it was Georgia, Ohio state in the finals, I mean, if that was the game we were going to get for the finals, that's a hell of a game. But uh, and then we'll see. I mean, hopefully TCU plays spoiler and they at least compete, and make that a game. But it's going to be really upsetting if all of a sudden, halfway through the third quarter, we're looking at like a thirty-four to thirteen type score. But time will tell. Yeah, I mean, the real thing is, team that finished number five is still probably the best. Team. Oh, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they they took care of business, and yeah, that's. Uh, what we will not have these problems two years from now. Yeah, when we go to yeah. eight teams they're going to go to? There's eight or 12 or something. I don't know. The 12 seems I think crazy. I think it is 12, though, because I think they said the first four will get buys. Yeah, I think that seems crazy, because who is number 12 this year? Uh, like We, we read that off, yeah. I think, a couple weeks ago, what those matchups would have been at the time, and it was pretty pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Because that's too much. There's too many, there was too many teams in that top 12 that really didn't belong. Like oh, well, they'll, Clemson, they'll Clemson they belong. Tennessee. Well, Tennessee might have belonged if they never got hurt. And Tennessee looked good against Clemson. We didn't even mention that game, but Tennessee beat up on Clemson. But, uh, well, moving on from uh, the college to where they hope to go next, and that is the NFL. How do we want to start the NFL off here? Um, Well, I think the big news we just talked about the end. Okay. Because 
we got to actually talk about the actual yeah. games here. We'll just cruise through these first few. The little uh, Chris Berman like recap. Like, sure. Whoop, whoop. All right, first one. The Detroit Lions keep their playoff hopes alive by beating up on the Chicago Bears. That looked like it was going to be a good game early on because uh, Justin Fields had 106 rush yards in the first quarter. <laughs> he had a 60-yard run that he didn't score on, but he had a 60-yard run. Had a great first quarter, but Detroit uh, ended up just blowing them out. Looked good. Jared Goff, I think, threw three or four touchdowns. He threw three or four. Um, I don't know why I asked like a question. It was definitely one of those. Yeah, I don't have all the stats with me. Yeah. So. Well, they looked good, though. Had a all nice right. little victory. Our next one here, uh, Dolphins-Patriots. Um, Tua got a concussion again, maybe. We still don't really know, but in that Christmas Day game, uh, he threw three interceptions after hitting his head, and uh, he did not play. And Teddy Bridgewater had to come in, who also got injured, and they had to go to the third-string guy again, which has happened already twice this season. Uh, they did not win. The Patriots won, keeping their season alive and keeping – the Dolphins away from from getting a playoff spot for now. Um, that's a huge turnaround. Dolphins, I think, were, they lost six in a row or something. Now were they eight, eight and two or something? It's crazy. They've fallen to eight, probably five in a row. They've they've fallen. They've, to, they've lost five in a row. The Dolphins. Okay, they've fallen from eight and three to eight and eight, and probably unlikely to win uh, or to make it in the playoffs because they don't think Tua will play this next week. Uh, this sucks. I mean, Tua was having such a good year. Um, you know, turning his career around, proving the doubters wrong, all this kind of stuff. Has a bad stretch and then gets another concussion, and who knows what's going to happen with his career. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy how quickly things can change in the NFL. Like, two months ago, we were talking about Tua in the MVP race, and Mike McDaniel is this new genius head coach. And now they're probably not going to make the playoffs. So, Yeah, it's uh, but actually we're, we're hoping for that as a Steeler fans, which we will – yeah, preview, yeah, yeah a little there's, bit here. there's a lot of teams still alive though. So yeah, this is, um, that that preview is going to be interesting. But that's part of what uh, needs to happen. Yeah, a lot of contingencies. Uh, the Eagles they lost uh, another game without Jalen Hurts. This one two now. Yeah, this one much worse. Hurts. Losing to the Saints. Um, so they still have not clinched the d- division or the number one seed. Exactly. So it gets um, exciting now. So we will preview that game, yep. uh, their final game. Uh, the Bucks came back from eleven down against Carolina. And that sealed the division with that win. So uh, the eight and eight Tampa Bay Bucks are definitely in the playoffs, and uh, um, they get to host a home game too. Yeah, they that's have nothing the to play for next week. To talk, but, that's the big thing to mention. Also, is they um, get to host a home game, and it'll be against. I think they said it'll. I think it'll most likely Dallas or Philly. Yeah, which yeah, is no, definitely those are all. And I'll tell in, you what, so. Tom Brady at home against one of those teams, you never know. Yeah, I mean, if a banged up Jalen well, Hurts I mean, goes to Tampa last Bay, year, Jalen Hurts was terrible. It, playing a game against Tampa Bay. so And it'd be on the road, and it would be... I don't think it's going to happen for other reasons. Hey, but if you're... I don't know, though. If you're losing... Uh, hey, I, think, I think it will be the Cowboys playing that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for that. But I, even then, you never know. I mean, it looked like Tom Brady and Mike Evans. That looked dangerous. Yeah, I think that's the story of the game was Tom Brady had probably his best game statistically. Oh, um, by far. Mike Evans season. definitely did. Three long touchdowns. Probably yeah. won a lot of fantasy championships this week. Yeah, he has 11... Uh, I think he had 11 catches for like 200... Eight yards and three yeah. touchdowns. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, Brady had four hundred plus four touchdowns or something. Or he had a touch, he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, just video crazy. game numbers. Yeah, had. crazy that he's he's that looked old. like Tom Brady, Randy yeah. Moss back in like oh eight. Yeah. There were some rumors of a, of, a, of a new young girlfriend. So you know, hey, helps him I'm, feel young, dude. Too. I bet. Yeah, good for him. Uh, this next one, two teams that uh were a little Cinderella had the glass slipper on, but. Dobby, as we all know, at midnight, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin, and it looks like that's what has happened for the Seahawks as they eliminate the Jets to stay alive. But I, I, I guess they control their fate. Who are they playing this uh, week? They don't control their fate. Okay, so like I we said, will, we'll get to our preview because there's a lot of weird scenarios all right, coming all right. here. Well, the important thing is they stayed alive. Here's here's a weird scenario. Packers are on fire. Aaron Rodgers. Started the year by week six, it looked like this guy wanted to just get in a Volkswagen bug and just drive off into the sunset, never be seen again. And now he's enjoying playing some football. I know they control their fate, right? They control their fate. We'll get into that. But they blow out the Minnesota Vikings, who I don't know it for sure, but they have to have a negative differential now, right? I mean, can we look at that really quick? I, I, th- I think definitely. Because yeah. the reason I bring this up is because the Minnesota Vikings are 12 and four, I believe. 
and they might have a negative point differential and they do negative 19 for a 12 win team this late in the season. That is ridiculous. I'll put it into some perspective. You've got who's like a bad team. That's actually got a, you know, you got the Raiders are six and 10 only at negative five. You know, that's, that can put it into some perspective right there. Uh, just ridiculous that, uh, they can, you know, be like that. But, uh, well, you know, that's why I don't think they're that great of a team. I think they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. Well, I mean, right now they're probably going to be the three seed. There's still some things to play out. Um, they play the Giants. The Giants are locked in at the six seed. And that's important. Okay. And I'll tell you why later. But <laughs> it's a good tease, isn't it? Uh, I think Minnesota can beat the Giants at home um, because they just did. That, okay. wasn't, that was last week. Um, it was a close game, but you know, I think they... They've been winning these close games, and you, you can't fault them for making plays and, and the, the last minute um, taking care of business and winning those games. But, um, yeah, I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl at all. So, yeah, our next one is um, the team that jumped the Vikings here this week. San Francisco won in overtime. Maybe people weren't expecting that. Uh, Derek Carr done as the Raiders quarterback. Sad ending. The Raiders decided to... Um, Go away from Carr, but also they allowed him to just leave, essentially. Yeah, um, so he wasn't be a distraction. And uh, yeah. that was uh, – we will not see him play in a Raider uniform again. No, and and uh, who knows what trade market they'll be, if they'll cut him. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. He's owed a lot of money, but they could probably get out of a good chunk of it. Um, but Jared Stidham, former, former Auburn quarterback, former Patriots quarterback, uh, started and had a great game against the best defense in the NFL. I don't know what to make of that. Was that San Francisco kind of last minute playing a new QB that you don't have tape on? I, I don't know what happened there, but um, it seemed like a great game. I didn't watch a second of it, but uh, yeah, went to overtime. Like I think the Niners had to come back from two scores down, which is how the Raiders season has gone. Um, the Raiders tied it, sent it to overtime, and then they lose in overtime. So um, that, that allowed San Francisco to jump Minnesota for the second seed right now. But – Still a week left. We don't know. Uh, the Chargers won the Battle of L.A. Uh, pretty easy game. I was a little stressed out. Yeah, Cam Akers looked good early. <laughs> yeah, they allowed like a huge 70-yard run. And, uh, yeah, the run defense was just awful. But uh, I think the Chargers scored 21 in the second half uh, without giving up a point. And the Chargers now jumped all the way to the fifth seed. Um, that's because your team uh, took care of uh, Huntley. Tyler Huntley, which we do, uh, which is, you know, I feel bad for the Ravens. This keeps happening. The injuries Lamar, they said, oh, maybe he'll be back in a week. But is he going to play next week? I, I don't know what the, the story is on that. They've clinched the playoff spot, so maybe they don't care. They're just going to say, yeah, let they, it go. Uh, and we'll take what we can get and get Lamar back for the playoffs. That's all that matters. Um, and with Lamar back, I think the Ravens are could win the Super Bowl, honestly. Um, but right now they, they can't. Their defense is, is still playing well, but. Uh, Steelers that had have another late touchdown, right, to, to win that game. Yeah. So, uh, um, and that that was important for them. They're they're still alive. They they came back from two and six to eight and eight now. Yeah, uh, that's and really here's what it's worth at least for the Steelers uh, is at the very least if they do win this week, it would continue the streak that uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's never had a sub five hundred. That's been a big story. So. If Steelers win or tie this week, and if they don't make the playoffs, it'll still be a small little moral victory, at least for Mike Tomlin, to know that, hey, I've still never coached a losing season, which is impressive for 15-plus seasons with a franchise. Though are the Steelers pretenders here. We're talking about point differential. Minus 52. 8-8, eight but eight, minus 52. So. Hey, well, 8-8, eight eight, minus 52 makes more sense than 12-4, and four, yes, minus 19. Yes, but still not great. No, definitely not. But they've had their woes. I mean, look at their quarterback situation. The fact they're even 8-8, eight eight, I think, is more impressive than the fact that they've given up a negative 52-point differential. I'll be biased about that. Also, the big part about that is, too, is when they started turning around was because when T.J. Watt came back. they It's been a substantial different team when they have T.J. Watt in, out there, which is impressive for one guy to be able to control the defense like that. And, uh, well, shall we get into the last game, the final game here? Well, do you want to talk about that, or do you want to do the the preview here? How do you want to do this? Yeah, I don't. I, we could do the preview then, really quick. But I mean, some things might matter with that game. Yeah. So, so the Bengals and Bills game last night. Yeah, we'll just um, get into it really quick. Was played about 
10 minutes worth not of game. E- not even. It was like, yeah, uh, they stopped it with like six minutes left. So they played yeah. about, yeah, about nine minutes. Um, and the game, after being stopped, ended up being canceled. And as of right now, there is no update on what is going to happen. It's the NFL. I don't know how you don't have a makeup game. Like in, in baseball, they'll always be like, well, there's a couple days before the playoffs start. You can have a makeup day. You can't do that in the NFL. Yeah, football's different. You need at least, I think we were trying to figure it out last night, basically at least a three-day minimum rest because the closest you'll pay, play is Sunday to Thursday, right? Yeah. Um, I think maybe one time someone did Monday and then Thursday, which would be terrible, but I think it was probably in the middle of COVID or something. Maybe it happened. Um, It might've been one of those things. Yeah. COVID had a lot of games getting canceled, but scheduled games on Wednesdays. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, as of right now, Tuesday night, there's no like game being made up tomorrow. They they did announce at least for the most part that uh, the game, uh, it will not be played this week, which means they will skip it and then go to their, uh, I mean, you got to assume at least they'll go to their week 18 matchup, but then, there's still a lot to happen. I mean, now we haven't even said yeah, it yet, but it's like everybody said the Bills won't even want to play next week. And that's what I was thinking because, like, a lot of people, everybody probably knows this news by now, but one of the Bills' defensive players made a tackle last night, got up, and then collapsed to the ground. And it was because he was having cardiac arrest at the moment, heart stopped. The paramedics, you know, got out there, responded quick, were able to get his heart beating at least again. And then I was told for a while that there was a heartbeat, but he was not breathing on his own and then all that stuff. And I don't know the current update. I mean, everybody, you know, we're not going to be the ones to give you the current update. I mean, everybody's following this story for the most part. It was the number one trending thing on Twitter probably still is. And, uh, you know, you just hope and pray that he's okay. I mean, 24 years old, but I think a a cool thing to point out was that, uh, he had a, uh, and his name's DeMar Hamlin, by the way, he had a, uh, a toy drive that his goal was to raise like $2,500, like nothing crazy for a little like toy drive for Christmas time. And he raised it up to $10,000 since his injury last night, which is now as we're recording this about exactly almost eerily, almost exactly 25, 25, uh, 24 hours ago, because I believe it happened at five fifty five our time. Uh, his, uh, fundraiser last I looked, which was about a few hours ago, five hours ago, over $4 million now. So it's pretty cool that a lot of the people have gotten, you know, gathered around and for a player that most people don't even know, a lot of people don't even that don't even watch football have heard the story and or have their hearts out, they're donating money to his charity. So you just hope he pulls through it. I mean, will he ever play football again if he pulls through it is going to be a, as a completely different question that I'm sure is miles away on anyone's mind right now, but at the very least you just hope the the young man's okay and is able to live a survive and live a normal life and be able to tell the story and scary because again, it wasn't football is a gladiator sport. There's a lot of vicious hits. There's a lot of crazy stuff. This wasn't an ugly hit. This wasn't anything more than a receiver caught the ball. The defender went to get him. The receiver leaned in, hit him in the chest. No big deal, but clean tackle. The defender gets up and then just collapses. And it's crazy to think that in that moment, you just think, Oh man, maybe he got concussed. He's a little woozy. But no, what's scary to think is in that moment when he, that happened, his heart wasn't beating. Like his heart stopped beating. Like he was, I mean, that's insane to think about. And uh, yeah, I mean, you just obviously hope he's okay. And then it'll just, we'll have to, we'll get into it, I guess, in the, the preview section. But I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, I don't know. What do you, I mean, I honestly think you just make it a no game. For both teams, maybe they both just play 16 games. I mean, it's not going to make the neither of them make the playoffs. I mean, what it does affect it, is the number one seed, possibly. But yeah, there, there's some give things, it to Kansas City. There are some things that it does affect seeding and all that kind of stuff. I don't see how they play both of these games. If you're Buffalo, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know if Buffalo would be fine if you just say, okay, it's a forfeit. They'd be like, we don't give a shit because that's not what we care about right now. Uh, just to make things cleaner. But right now we don't know any of that but stuff. So. I also think the fans with how much they've gotten behind this situation, if the NFL gave Buffalo a loss because they didn't want to play a game when one of their guys was seriously hurt like that, I think there could be an uproar. I think it also depends on what ends up happening with the guy. I mean, if he passes away, then I think absolutely they don't play at any game this week. And then, you know, then who knows what happens moving forward. But if he ends up being okay and he's alive and it's just like, okay, I'm, 
you know, because this happened, remember, in a, the summer in the Euro Cup with uh, the player on Denmark, Christian Eriksen. Yeah. He had cardiac arrest in the middle of the game. He had to get like, you know, the defibrillator and everything like that and, you know, perform CPR, AED on him on the field. And he, the game got suspended for about a little over an hour and he got to the hospital. I think they probably got news that he was okay and he was breathing on his own. Everything was good. So they did end up continuing that game. Uh, but he ended, and now he's back playing soccer. So he had a, a good story with it. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, wild to think that it was, you know, just a hit that did that, or was there already an underlining condition that it woke up or something? I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess it's possible that just a hit can do it. Yeah, just a random thing. I mean, mean, you hit something, I think, at the perfect speed, at the perfect spot. I mean, I broke my femur bone my junior year of high school and just running a track race. Got tripped up, fell down, hit the ground. It was like a, you know, asphalt track. And I was like, whoa. And I mean, I went to the hospital, obviously surgery like everything checked out there was nothing wrong with me there were no underlining conditions they said it had nothing to do with me being you know a really skinny guy in high school i think i was like 120 pounds soaking wet in high school and they said literally they're like it's the force of you hitting the right spot at the perfect speed because we were we were running the mile i was coming across the first lap about 65 seconds 420 pace you know we're, we're moving and so i think that could have been a situation like last night you get the perfect speed at the perfect spot like the way he was coming in the way the, the receiver came in Helmet, perfect spot, and I mean, shit, the wild. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'd, we've tried so many things over the last twenty years to make things safer. But like I said, this is not even that. This is just something. Yeah, you can't do anything completely about different. This. And yeah, and the fact that it's like we have these scary things happen, and you know, the the ambulance will come out or something. But like, it's yeah, it's been a day, and we don't know what's going to happen. That's scary um but yeah there are still right now there's still games that are going to happen um and i don't know how they're going to resolve this but we're supposed to have three games on saturday um one of them involves the chiefs so if the chiefs win they get to 14 wins but the bills if they got to 14 would get the number one seed so you can't even like say well this makes none of make this irrelevant uh, it does actually matter for seeding. So it is hard to talk about this stuff without knowing what's going to happen. Um, also, Bengals-Ravens is scheduled for Saturday, which could actually be a game for the division. Um, so which is not crazy. if they don't ever play that Bengal game. Well, that's what I'm saying is is if the Bengals get an automatic win or an automatic nothing, it's an, if an automatic the division's over. Enough. Yeah. And so... If you're the Ravens, are you going to demand that game be played so that the Bengals have a chance to lose? Like, see, it's just such a sticky situation because then if yeah. you're the Ravens and you demand that game get played, then I mean, then I don't think any of that's, like, that's going to happen. It's no, just, it's it's, like it's, it's, it's going to be so shitty. Weird. But I mean, I think what people have to realize, I guess, is that hey, just be thankful you're alive. I guess is like what you could say. And again, I mean, this guy hasn't passed away, so we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's the more the big picture that you know what if if you know if you have to play on the road week. And who knows? Maybe that won't matter because maybe the Bengals will beat them anyway. And none of that will matter on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then that matters also for playoff seeding. Like I said, the the Chargers have the fifth seed. If Baltimore loses, the Chargers can lose and still get the fifth seed. And there's all that kind of stuff like that. Um, Also for Saturday is a big game, an actual winner-take-all playoff game here. Titans-Jags for the AFC South division. Um, right now, the way this, those two teams are playing, it seems like the Jags should be heavy favorites. I should actually look it up right now. Um, yeah, because they they said they are starting Hobbs. Looks like so six and a half. Okay. Jacksonville's at home. I thought it'd be a little bigger actually. Um, but yeah, that's that's for the uh, the playoffs right there. Although the Jaguars, I think, have an outside shot of losing the game and still getting a wild card, which sounds stupid, but that's not going to happen. It needs like every team to lose. Um, but that is possible. Um, what other games matter here? So the Dolphins, they're playing the Jets, and they need to beat the Jets. Uh, and they need the Patriots to lose to the Bills, which, again, complicates this uh, even further. We don't know. Said so People think the Bills might not even want to play the next game. And that would uh, hurt my how, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, how would that work? Because, yeah, the Steelers need... 
the Pats to lose as well, and they need the Jets to beat the Dolphins. And then they also need to win. So Steelers are playing the Browns. They're, they're probably favored, but could be a tough game. Yeah, Steelers are favored by three. Um, but yeah, so that's their scenario. Steelers need to win, and Dolphins, Pats need to lose. Um, but we we don't know what's going to happen in the Pat, Pats-Bills game. Under normal circumstances, the Bills would be fighting for playoff seeding and would um, play this game and probably beat the Patriots. I think so, yeah. Um, right now, Buffalo's actually got favored by seven and a half. Um, but that, that that's what's hard. Even in normal circumstances, it's hard because of uh, not knowing what the scenarios are going to be for seeding. The NFL tries to play games that matter to each other at the same time. Um, and they've usually done a good job of that, but I think this year it's um, been more difficult. There's a, the the last game of the season is usually one in which they want um, a team at a chance to make the playoffs, and they want it to not be affected by the other games. But they didn't um, do that successfully, I'd say, with the Sunday night game, which we'll actually get to later. Um, the Eagles are playing the Giants, who I said, remember, they're locked into that six seed. Yes. So the Eagles are 14-point favorites in this game. So That, that, that tells me Jalen Hurts is coming back. And it tells me the G- Giants aren't going to try to win. Uh, so that whole, like, will the Eagles get the one seed? They probably will. So that's probably not something you have to worry about. Um, and then I didn't put it on here, but the Seahawks are playing the Rams. Okay. The Seahawks scenario is they have to win, obviously. Where's that game at? Because I think that matters a little bit. Oh, it's in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So six Seattle, and six and a half point favorites. Because so I was going to say, if that game was in LA, Mayfield and Akers and company have been performing pretty well. Yeah, they, they Rams almost beat them in, um, when they did play earlier this year, and that was with the other quarterback playing, not Mayfield. So, I mean, not Stafford, the other guy. Yeah. The, um, forget his name already. It's irrelevant yeah. now at this point. So the Seahawks have to win, and then they need Green Bay to lose, and that's their way in. So Detroit-Green Bay is a Sunday night game, which would be winner winner gets in if Seattle loses. But if Seattle get, wins, Detroit's playing for nothing other than to beat Green Bay and knock them out of the playoffs. So that's not a great scenario. Um, you would think Detroit would still going to give it their all. But you, don't know, you of, don't know how players that's react. That's kind of weird that uh, they – are playing those games at separate times because of that reason. They, they normally wouldn't, but, but they need a Sunday night I game. I think my only reasoning could be because I think at the very least Detroit would love to play spoiler on Green Bay because they are division rivals, and it's like you'd love to be like, hey, if we're not making it, you're not making it either. But, yeah, I don't know. I, that's why, honestly, like I hate to say it, but what really the Sunday night game should have been, in my opinion, is the – it's shitty, but it should have been the Jaguars Titans. Yeah, I think they were afraid of that. They're like, we want Rodgers on there. The other thing is Yeah, but if Rodgers I mean if Lions don't give a you're shit. You're playing you're playing at seven o'clock at night in, in Green Bay. That's gonna be cold as fuck. So that's yeah. another thing you don't want, but you know, they're gonna they're doing it. So yeah, so that's <laughs> that's our NFL preview. We don't know what this next week of the NFL is gonna be like, but um it's supposed to be the last week of this of the season. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, what uh, what would uh, just really quickly? Sorry, before uh, I'm just curious on your thoughts, Andy. What what do you think should happen in the situation with this Bills and Bengals game? Uh, like, what do you think is the most logical thing that you think can happen or should happen, or like what makes the most sense in your eyes? De- depending, like knowing like how it is the NFL and like you do need a certain amount of time in between games. Like, it's not baseball where they could make it up literally two days before the playoffs. Like, I think you play this this week as normal. And you say the, the Bills are going to play the week as normal. And then you give the teams the option to what they want to do. Yeah. And if, and if you have to, you have to see it's so hard with the Super Bowl and shit. You can't delay You can't say we're going to shift everything a week back yeah. because the Super Bowl is like I, I've heard everything's people, planned already. And, and I've heard people that. say like, oh, you know, we could just you could just make the Super Bowl be played the you, week after that. But it's you like can't. you need media week and stuff. And you can't exactly you can't shift the Super Bowl back an entire week because the Super Bowl is literally like a holiday in the in the United States. That's not. Like well, I mean, the, the worldwide media is, has already have their hotel rooms and their plane tickets and all the buildings are rented out and all this kind of shit. It's just it, 
it would be too difficult. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have to make a decision. So, yeah. Um, like I said, good. I think it might be shitty, but you might just say, well, the Bills were the road team. They forfeit. I don't, I don't know. They decided not to play. Yeah, I think that um, would be a shitty it, situation, but it might have. I mean, yeah. I think it also depends, do you, like, what ends up happening to the guy. Don't you a little bit? I, I, I mean, mean I, that shouldn't that shouldn't matter. I mean, I think it kind of matters because I think it's like if he's alive and well, then you know you're fo- you're like okay, he was really hurt, but at least he's alive. But if he ends up passing away, it's like that's one of your good buddies. I mean, it's hard to play after that. But then I don't know. Yeah, but it it's happened before. It's no, I know. shitty to say, but players have died in the middle of seasons from other. No, you're right. Things and and I heard somebody saying too how like one of the Bills coaches I guess died recently and they're like they still played and then they're like well obviously it's different which it is when it happens in game on field like they're like if that coach would have passed out and died on the sideline like probably same situation would have happened last night but yeah I don't know it's a tough situation it's really what it makes you learn too is that you always got to expect the unexpected in any situation I mean nobody would have ever thought that we'd have a scenario like this that would be shaking up so many things. And yet here we are, and especially in the last week of the season. Yeah, and and it's crazy. It was Monday night football, and it was a premier game. The two and three seeds in the AFC going against each other. Like I don't usually watch Monday night football, but I was yeah. going to watch this one. Well, and I hate to say it too. Um, I hate to be that guy, but it also was big imp- implications in everybody's fantasy football matchups. That because yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what they're doing with that. This was championship yeah, week. I, I had Jamar Chase, and I'm not, I don't care. Well, I'm not complaining or anything. Oh yeah. I was losing by 30, but it was like, but that matters to somebody. That's what I want to point out because it wasn't like this was a Jaguars, you know, Ravens, I'll just say, like, game. I mean, this was Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, uh, two very good kickers, uh, a couple good tight ends, uh, uh, Joe Mixon. I mean, this was these were two teams that had players uh, that impact fantasy football teams. So, kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean those those are the crazy things to think about. I mean, I know I looked on Yahoo; they put a big thing up there, and they're like, "Don't fucking bother us." Like someone's someone might die. That's was basically yeah. summarized their statement. It was like, "We don't know, so don't worry about it." Um, but like, I I have money in there. Like they Yahoo does have to worry about that. That I am have a hundred bucks on the line. I mean, I'm, Jamar Chase is not putting up thirty points in the game. Um, Trevor Lawrence has really let me down this week. That was a <laughs> I rode him here and he put up five points, I believe, in the last week. So that's that's how fantasy goes. But um, it also makes fantasy seem so stupid when you're talking about someone's life. But you know, it yeah. really is. It's like yeah, there's there's a lot. That of That was stuff. the one thing too. That one, the thing I was listening to today is the guy said one of these professional gambling gamblers that I listened to, and he was saying that he's like for the people out there that are upset because they're in a twenty dollar buy in league. And they're like upset about like that they might not win because this. He's like, get a life. He's like, this is like way more important than that. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely true. Because you know, I know a lot of like the like gamblers and stuff. They don't really like the fantasy football. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it affects gambling if you have if you have um, T Higgins over ten touchdowns or something like that, or yeah. something stupid like that. Um, like, do you just? get returned your money on the bet and say no bet because it wasn't a full slate of games played or something like that. Like I'm, these gambling companies that have done shit like that before. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, sorry. So, or we'll pay out everyone on something like this. I'm not going to do that, but I don't know. Unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I know in baseball, they, um, they've skipped a, a game before, but that's one out of 162. Yeah. Baseball plays a billion yeah. games. Yeah. And, five, a lot and, and they, that's a last resort. Baseball's like, we only do it because you're, You'll kill us otherwise. I don't know. Uh, Well, I guess all you can really do at this point is like, you know, there's more important things in life than uh, football and it's uh, being alive, being healthy. And, you know, I just hope that uh, 24 years old, a life isn't taken, you know, especially playing the sport you love and uh, doing your literally doing your job too. like you're making a tackle, you know, so it's it wasn't anything ugly. It wasn't anything dirty. And, uh, you know, you also got to feel a little bit for uh, the wide receiver on Cincinnati, you know, that collided with him because, you know, he's like there was a photo I saw last night on Twitter of him leaving the locker room and his mom was at the game, uh, the, the wide receiver's mom on Cincinnati. And she was like, you know, she was being a mother to him. She was had her arm around him, hugging him as they were walking away. And it's like because, you know, he's going through some stuff like he's freaking out, thinking like, oh, my God, like 
I know it wasn't completely incidental, but it's like if I, if this if something does happen to him, like really bad, like he does pass away or something, then it's like I have to, you know, you know, he, it's not his fault, but it's like it still will be on his mind forever, you know. But just hope he's okay, and uh, we'll see what happens. It'll definitely be interesting moving forward to see what they end up deciding to do and how it affects uh, playoff scenarios and whatnot. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Well, I'm sure we'll have a more. We'll have a lot to talk about. I believe next Tuesday about football because we'll have a. We should have at least the playoff matchups by then, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But I think in the meantime, that'll wrap us up for episode 305 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yep. And Tony Katz. Yep, thank you. See you later. <laughs>